Hello, and welcome to Please Don't Send Me Into Outer Space, the podcast intent on exploring all that science fiction and fantasy has to offer, one movie at a time. My name is Sarah. My name is Aaron. My name is Joel. This week was the seventh seal. Det Sujan is Siglet. Okay, I'm not going to be doing any more of that trying to pronounce Swedish anything. From 1957, directed by Ingmar Bergman, written by Ingmar Bergman, and starring Max von Sydow. And like I said, I'm not going to try to pronounce any of these other names. Even, yeah, even these I, uh, I remember when we uh, when we watched this movie, uh, which was like. Uh, should I reveal how many days it's been? Like, no, we just watched. Oh, we just watched it. Yes. Cool. Mm-hmm. Wow. I, I remember. Still so fresh in my mind. Mere minutes ago. I, I remember just a mere minutes ago, Joel, mm-hmm. uh, that uh, this movie definitely had some really interesting names in the credits. You know. Yes. Unlike those names that we normally see every day. I can't figure out how uh, insulting it is that you we find those names amusing to like say. Like, because it's got, it, it has to have some sort of like oh. Americans or, or jackasses thing. Because, of course. But I, I just, it's like delightful to me. It's like. I'm sure there are people on the other side of the world, Joel, that think what you're going to be hilarious to say Sorry. too. I mean, my name is hilarious. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Frederick von Goofenstein. I'm just saying, don't be so hard on yourself, man. It's my real name. Don't, don't be so hard on yourself. Dr. Goofenstein to you. I didn't go to. Goofenstein Medical School for seven years for you to call me Mister. True that. True that. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So okay, what I want. What do you, What do you Wait want? Wait a minute. Joel? What I want. What I really, what really want, want. Yeah. Is your honest opinion on the movie, starting with Sarah? Honest opinion. Um. Because it was my pick, by the way. Oh, yeah. This was your pick, Joel. Yes. I liked it. I uh, initially was concerned. I thought it might be a little bit too philosophical, which is funny for me to say because I really love philosophy. But, um... Hi. Hey. Joel just blind me with his cell phone light. Why? Audience listeners. I can tell he's he's entering a trance. He's no, I wasn't. State. I'm not. I'm not. I'm with it. I'm with it. It's, it's the Romulan Hill. I know. Too philosophical. Okay. I could see that, though. I, I, I see where you're coming from, though. Initially, I was worried that it might be, you know, like, like kind of um, too out there, maybe. Right. Like stalker? Yes. You're afraid we had another stalker in our hands. I was like, wait yeah. a minute, where is this going? I know. But I was kind of pleasantly surprised as it wore on. I think it became more of an easy watch the more you got to know the characters. Because initially you're kind of jumping around between these different characters. And you don't know if it's just going to keep doing that for the entire movie. Because some movies are like that, especially ones that are philosophical. So, um, yeah. Anyway, what I... The longer I thought about it, the more I kind of thought it was like um, Shakespeare or something. Yeah. Like, kind of like uh, Midsummer Night's Dream or something. There were some players... There were some lovers. There were some, you know, touches on serious topics too. But yeah, I felt like it was kind of 
dealt with death in kind of the way Shakespeare did, mm-hmm. which is a high praise. I mean, I love Shakespeare. Yeah. What about you, sir? I think uh, Bergman. Yes. Bergman, right? Yes. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. Yes. Um, I think they made a very fine film here. Yes. Um, I uh, I could see this being like uh, something perhaps you would watch in a class mm-hmm. for film. Maybe like film. Some sort of film class. Yeah, like a critical analysis on film mm. sort of movie. I feel that it... Uh, like mo- Movie Dudes 101. Yeah, Movie Dudes 101, you okay. know. This is, this is something that you'd probably... Like, um, unfortunately, I didn't really take many notes because uh, it was a subtitled right. movie and I didn't want to, like, miss anything for the most part. So I did a really quick sketch from a, from a scene earlier in the movie that I really liked a lot, like one of the initial scenes. I just thought it was a great pose that... Uh, Antonius and Antonius, yeah, on Antonius Block, I think yeah, is the yeah. character's name. Yeah, he's yeah. chilling by the beach, and there's like this like chess set behind him, and mm. the waves are crashing. And I was like, yeah, that's uh, that's how you open your movie, like that right there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought it was a uh, pretty awesome, and you know, it, the movie, uh, it it was very and a very interesting look at what life during these medieval times must have been like. And uh, I appreciate it for that. I mean, there were definitely some things. I mean, I knew there were going to be horrible things that were going to happen because the era of in which this movie was taking place and uh, right. bad things did happen. But I felt at the same time that also showed like that there was there was another side that it wasn't all horrible. Like there were people that were trying to look after other people and uh, whatnot. And it, it turned out to be a movie that I enjoyed as well. And going into it, I was like, oh, no, I don't know. Mm. I don't know if I'm going to like this, but I'm going to give it a <laughs> shot, you know? And sure enough, I, I enjoy it. I found myself really enjoying it. So thank you, Joel. Thank you for that. Yeah. I think yeah. that the preface, when uh, when I turn on the movie, I stopped it immediately to because I wanted you guys to know the movie is funny. It has yeah, funny yeah. bits in it. So it's not yeah. – I know we'd be sitting there waiting for Stalker because st- there's nothing really funny in Stalker <sighs> except for things that maybe aren't supposed to be funny. Like when he's like – how did you survive? I don't know. I just sat over here and I'm eating my sandwich, you know, like that one guy. <laughs> but this this has like literal comedy scenes. One of the characters is very funny. He's not taking it too seriously, even though he's surrounded by the Black Plague and stuff like that. And and there are things that are, you know, uh, between this uh, this Templar knight and death that are, are kind of funny, you know, the things that oh, he's Oh, absolutely, yeah. And his, uh, his squire is just... Uh, he's, an, he's an a-hole who's really funny. Steals the show, man. Mm-hmm. Steals the show. I agree. I agree. And it is existential, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, does it take place in Sweden? I mean, according to that trailer we saw, it does, but I'm not sure if that's what it was supposed to... Like, it doesn't... Yeah. Do you think what they were saying in the trailer is trying to establish where the film had been shot and whatnot instead of actual, like, story-wise, right. what was going on? Yeah. Okay. Do you know if they were speaking the language Swedish or if it was a different language? No, I'm pretty sure they are. Cool. Let me, let yeah. me look just for sure. Pardon my ignorance, those who yeah, I didn't are, know are of this country. Either. My apologies. Uh, yeah, Swedish. And then, of course, there are some parts where they're speaking Latin when they're doing their yeah. ceremonies. But, yeah, Swedish. Yeah, this – I mean <laughs> – Here's the synopsis of this movie. This movie is really famous for its portrayal of a man who is playing chess with death, you know, presumably for his life in exchange. Like you, you see that referenced in cartoons. You see it referenced in other movies. You, you see, uh, like after we watched it, I showed uh, Aaron and uh, Sarah the uh, the part from Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey where they're playing games with death. And uh, it's just like, it's very famous. And there are a lot of things in this movie that I feel are people who weren't into that kind of thing would be like, this is really pretentious and stuff like that. And I really give it a chance, but it, it's a really beautifully shot movie. Yeah, definitely. And, oh, I'm sorry. Please. Oh, yeah, the, the visuals stay with you. I mean, we just watched it a few minutes ago, but <laughs> let's say it had been like several days, the images would still stay with you. Yeah, let's, and like, like, let's say that we, we want, let's pretend this is Saturday and we watched it on Tuesday. Yeah, and, totally. I mean, that didn't happen. Hypothetically. Hypothetically. Uh, yeah. You can imagine that it would still be with you. Yes. And the waves crashing. And I, I don't know if that, if some of that has to do with, with remastering and stuff because it oh. is part of the Criterion collection yeah. and everything now. 
But I mean, it was well shot. It oh, was totally. Well, they were working from good footage to begin with. Yeah. But some of those things now are so, so heavily contrasted and so clear and beautiful. And I mean, you've seen a lot of movies in the Criterion collection now, mm-hmm. but um, I kind of wondered if it had been sort of remastered to make it look even... It, it's amazing looking. It's amazing looking. The blast the blacks were really crisp. Yeah. I yeah. know totally what you're saying. The values were amazing. Yeah, yeah. It was like the black was so black, the white was so white. Like there were characters who looked like they had like white hair. Yeah. And yeah. that's really hard to do in black oh. and white. Yeah. <laughs> totally. I mean, it's a grayscale. Mm. So, yeah, I don't know exactly if if there was anything done to it. I know that the original footage was beautiful anyway, but coming from a manual black and white photography background, I would have had to do some serious filtering to get that kind of contrast. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised, yeah, if it had been touched up uh you know when when the film stock was taken to digital or something like that but not not in any like crazy way Heavy but yeah just way. like super nice hd quality it deserves it yeah. i mean i th- i'm not saying anything negative about it i'm just saying it was gorgeous yeah i was i'm i was recently talking about how i wish i could get like a TV that let me put things in black and white. I don't know. I, I Maybe I could do it on this TV. I've never tried. But there's sometimes where I don't want to be looking at like how colorful and everything is. I, I do kind of want to see the way they use shadow and the way lighting affects what I'm looking at. And I think that sometimes it's, that's a thing that's taken for granted in a lot of movies because it's like we're, we're just doing Flash and it's all about the story and stuff like that. And I think that... A, some filmmakers do take the time to, uh, you know, the, the cinematography and uh, the scene setting and, you know, a, a special attention to where the light is hitting, where your characters are standing. I, I feel like black and white would make that easier to, like, see, but that could just be whatever, my brain trying to tell me something. No, I I, I can see where you're coming from on that. I mean, the, yeah, this one's beautiful. Totally. It's crisp. So the the actual story. Okay, so this knight is playing chess with death. No one else can see death, by the way. So for all we know, this could be a, a man who's insane, you know, but I'm pretty sure he is actually playing it with death. And he and his squire are just back from the war. They've been gone for 10 years on the on the crusade and they're just going along the countryside and trying to make their way to uh, Augusta, um, not Antonius. Uh, Antonius's house, you know, which is on the other side of where they landed. And along the way, they they run into different people. They they save a, a girl. I believe her character's name is just Girl from uh, yeah. being murdered, and she's mostly mute. Doesn't say anything until the end of the movie. And then uh, they run into a traveling group of entertaining entertainers. You know, they got uh, young people in there with a you know. Uh, one-year-old baby. So even though they're surrounded by, you know, constant signs that the plague is here and it's been killing people, these, these entertainers at least are still have the spark of life. And we just go along with there. And the whole time Antonius, Antonius is discussing very deep things with death. He's talking about how he doesn't want to die. He does want to die. He says that, I do want to die, but I don't want to die without answers. And he specifically wants answers about God. He he feels like he spent 10 years fighting a religious war, and he never felt like he was nearer to God. He never got answers, yeah. and he, he's just questioning, like, here I am on the brink of death, literally. You know, death is standing across from me. And still, I cry into the night, and I don't get any answers. It's it's this troubling faith thing for him. You know, he prays and he sees things and comments. And his squire is a little is. It seems like his squire has already given up on the whole concept of God. He's already decided things are pretty rotten, and he's he's got a sense of humor about it. But it's it's pretty. Uh, I don't have the words. They Heavy. They should have sent. A writer, yes, heavy. There's Good. a he- there's a heavy, <laughs> um, 
subject that they're oh, dealing yeah. with. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of better that they deal with it in vignettes in the way that they do, because I think if it had just been him contemplating existence, like, and whether or not there's a god for, like, two hours, <laughs> it would have been too much. They show you some of the everyday life, and they show you some of the things that matter, and some of the, you know, experiences, good and bad, that happen while you're alive. Mm-hmm. But I, I personally... Don't think I would ever feel that killing someone in the name of God made any sense. Yeah. So I understand his crisis of faith that he's having because someone told him, go kill a bunch of people because of God. And he did it. And now he's like, I don't know if that's what God wanted me to do. But he did what he was supposed to do. Um, I can understand a conflict there. They even run into a character that the squire recognizes as somebody who's chiefly responsible for sending him on this journey. And at this point, the guy was a priest, and and now he's like a thief who steals from the dead, and he's you know not not above trying to rape a woman and causing you know people harm in a bar and stuff like that. And we see him get batted around a couple of times, which is actually quite satisfying, except for in his actual death scene, which. Uh, it's kind of, I mean, it's horrible. Oh, it's brutal. It's very brutal. <laughs> I don't remember. Which one was that? He is, uh, which, do you mean the death scene specifically or the character altogether? When is his death scene? His death scene is, he's, the. they're like, it, it's towards the end. They're like camped out. And then that guy shows up and he's like, help me, I'm dying. You know, he's like screaming for them to help him. Oh, yeah. And uh, the squire has to hold back girl. And he's like, you can't help him. There's nothing you could do. We need, we need to stay away. He's got the plague and you can't do anything. He's like, have mercy on me. He's just screaming, you know, for anybody. And, and then all they can do is look on, which is what. You know, you, they if they go to him, they'll get, they'll get the plague and die too. That scene was rough. Yeah. yeah, you have to kind of wonder why they kept going in that direction. Yeah, I mean, they gave a bit of an explanation as to why they kept going onward, but you have to wonder if there was some metaphor in there too. I think I think the knight was looking for an end. Yeah, he and he knew that the plague had already hit his. Near his home. He needed to get home to his yeah. wife before yeah. he passed, at least. I felt I felt that in, in some way, with death being so close to him, like the entire movie, I felt that maybe he had the plague. Yeah. yeah I oh, wondered I that, like, too. Like that was, I mean, that was my, my interpretation of that, yeah. of that, was is that he was struggling because he had the plague. I wondered that, too, if I'm, it was, like, metaphorical. I think so. I think that he essentially got... When he landed on the shore, he either had the plague or he got it when he landed. And he's just, yeah, be, death was there to take him on yeah. that beach. And if he hadn't challenged him to the game of chess, he would have just died of the plague there. And the squire probably would have died a little bit later. Right, right. He wasn't sleeping on those very comfortable rocks when we <laughs> first see him. <laughs> mm. Mm, rocks. They're so soft. <laughs> I think one of my favorite characters in this uh, movie was the uh, lumberjack. Yeah. Villain. Or no, excuse me. Was he a lumberjack? Blacksmith. 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 Yeah. The blacksmith. I liked his hat. Mm. He had a pretty cool hat. It's pointy. He was Let's no nonsense. That That's for sure. He told you exactly how he felt about things. No filter. Yeah, yeah no filter. <laughs> And he was very forgiving when, you know, push came to shove, too. Well, that's, what I, that's what I was impressed with, because I thought he was just going to kill, you know. Yeah. I thought he was going to kill that guy and then just... All right, honey, let's go home. I think if he'd been drunk, he might have. But, you know, that's what we say. Because he was ready to beat the crap out of the the juggler guy. Oh, no, you're right. At Mm. the drop of a hat when somebody mentioned that he was a... Entertainer. Entertainer. When the a-hole was there doing the stuff. How was how was that entertainer's other entertainer supposed to know he was his wife? She was just over there tempting him with the meat or whatever and and boobs. You know, what's an entertainer to do? Yeah. (laughs) I I think these, you know, traveling actors, they really had a way with the ladies. Yeah, I guess. And that guy, that that actor who plays the juggler, like the the main uh, entertainer guy, 
he was like 20 years older than the rest of the cast. Maybe not the squire, but he's 20 years older than Antonio. I kind of got that. I kind of got that feeling too. Yeah. yeah. Like, so you know. <laughs> and his wife is like beautiful. It's a Ingmar Bergman thing. It's like get me the freshest young maiden to put in my movie. Isn't this movie about old people fresh? He had a hot wife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I kept thinking, initially when you get introduced to the blacksmith, I thought it was going to be his wife. Mm. Oh. And that she had run off with him. Oh, dang. Oh, like a long time ago? Yeah. He's still mourning. I th- yeah, I thought maybe his wife ran off like and it was plus. the one yeah, yeah that was with the juggler. I like Brunhilde. No, I don't remember the, the character. The other, Lisa. yeah. The Lisa. other actress. Lisa. Yeah. Mm. I don't know if I liked her as much as a character. Oh, Lisa? She, well, she was, she was, you know, shiftier. Yeah, we didn't really get to know her, but she seemed pretty like... Yeah, duplicitous. Fair, fair weather duplicity. Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Like, oh, this guy's treating me nice. Oh, my husband's going to beat him up? Oh, no, I still love you, honey. Yeah. And that's funny because the squire is like, okay, yep, she, she's going to change sides. Mm-hmm. Okay, now she's going to promise to cook his favorite meal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and He's then, wise in the ways of the world. <laughs> Then he says, you know, to the south of here, they have these creatures called apes. And the person's like, uh, why do you say that? He's like, no reason. Yeah. <laughs> he definitely had the best one-liners, I think, yeah. in in the movie. Yeah, the Squire did. Ones, yeah. And uh, I think Juggler did a pretty good fair share. I like like in that part where he's getting intimidated by those bar guys. I think oh, he's yeah. you know he's trying to like defuse the situation. No, no, I'm not a I'm not an entertainer. I just you know I just came in here and you know like uh, you agree with me. Don't, oh, obviously by the look on your face, you don't agree with me. Um, <laughs> yeah, he was giving it his all. Yeah, <laughs> he was a good actor. He, you know, he, play, he played that poker face really well. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my opinion and in that scene i was like i bet he's the guy <laughs> did it all did we already know through some kind of exposition that it wasn't him uh only yes because the guy who came in and started uh started being a an a-hole and being like this guy is with the guy that was with your wife yeah, he, he like comes in he, knew, like, he had the knowledge he knows the person who took your wife yeah. mm. he's an entertainer too i see so the only thing i didn't like about this movie was some of the art <laughs> oh yeah i feel bad saying well, you it know, what, okay. what do you mean some of the art you mean like the actual art like, like the murals yeah. and whatnot i mean the that's carvings, the kind of art they did the back stuff then. in the church the the art i was going to say i'm not familiar with traditional Mm. medieval swedish art Mm. but but i kind of thought these were a little bit cartoony and you could tell that someone had made them specifically for this and yeah and the costumes too the costumes were good but you could tell they were made yesterday when it was filmed right like they didn't they didn't have they didn't have the yeah not a dramaturg. No. <laughs> R.I.P. Bill. Um, I'm talking about the seventh seal here. He would love that. He would love that. I'm sure <laughs> In did. heaven. Yeah. 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 No, they, you could tell they had kind of referenced what was worn, but that it didn't necessarily look 100% authentic. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And was this in a time when it could have been done in color? I oh, mean, yes, I yes, think so. 50s. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 1957, Technicolor yeah. was the thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I mean, because you know, Wizard of Oz is from like the, what, the the 30s, right? Or am I tripping? I'm shrugging. From the 40s? I don't I think remember. it's from the 30s. But yeah, I. Color was a thing by 57. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Color was a thing. I liked the style choices. I just had, I just kind of didn't have an appreciation for the the art. Aesthetic. Some of the aesthetics, yeah. But, I understand where you're coming from. Well, you, but, you I mean, know. you didn't like that ju- that goofy face Jesus <laughs> no, <laughs> on the cross. I was I about to mention about the, 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 goofy. the creepy the creepy <laughs> Jesus on the cross. Well, there was a couple of them. There, there were. A couple of creepy. I, I, Unless it was the same one that they just reused. They kept bringing yeah. back like, in. <laughs> like, typically, they when, when you see Jesus nowadays, he's looking kind of stoic on that cross. He's looking like, like I am... 
here on the cross and I am strong for, you know, dying for your sins for you. And, the, and in this movie, he's, he's like, oh, God, help me. <laughs> like, I'm really sad. It's like, that's more realistic. I guys. don't like to he be crucified. Had like, he kind of had like bug eyes a little bit. Yeah. Like, it was like his a. His eyes were like, popping out. Ah. His, they're cousins, okay? <laughs> they got to work with what they got. Kind of off topic, but have you guys seen like super strong Jesus? You know what I'm talking about? Mm-mm. In Korea, there's like this painting of Jesus and he's got like. Oh, yes, yes, I am. <laughs> yes, he's super, he's, like he's on super the cross, buff. but he's got like. He's, like he's been working out. Oh my gosh. Rip Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, feel so, I feel so blasphemous. Anyway. No, no, no. It's, it's don't. so funny. No, don't. It's so funny. You, know, you didn't make it. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that. I think that in terms of that, it's not about what the picture is anyway. It's about the word. It's about the message. <laughs> true, true. So like, but I do, I do find it interesting how different people have an interpretation of what that might be. Yeah. And sometimes it has to do with the, you know, with with who they are. Um, yeah. And maybe that's it. You know, maybe in medieval times everybody was miserable. Yeah. And they were like, well, Jesus must have been really miserable. It would make sense, though. <laughs> well, think, think about the, the if art. If you'd taken all their sins on. Yeah. yeah. The kind of art that they were making back there, like the, the famous thing, like the, the dance macabre, you know, where it's the the peasants dancing with a skeleton representing death. Like, the, like there was tons of art from back then that was just people dying. And then there's even that part when they go in the church and the guy's painting all wall. He's like, why are you painting all these dead people? Like, because this is what people want to see. Like, well, they're coming to church for hope, aren't they? Like, hope? Why would you give them hope? You know? It's like, this is what you're doing. And at the end, um, spoiler for the end of the movie, but uh, you should watch it, obviously. That's what we're saying. Uh, You see them doing, like, the dance line, basically, in, in the silhouette of the sun. Oh, that makes sense. You're right. Like, they're all, you know, holding hands on their way to wherever they're going next. And death is at the end, dancing along with them. You know, I did find the ending sad. Yeah. That they'd come all that way and that his his innocent wife, who knew nothing about what was going on, just welcomes the guest in to eat, you just know? A, yeah, just a victim of circumstance. And you almost feel like, did he not know that he was carrying death with him and handed it right to her, you I, know. I honestly think he didn't expect to find a living person. Yeah, probably. Because they had it. He, he Everybody they had, had it. Yeah. No, no, it was just a young. I was gonna say, didn't he say he had a child? But no, just his wife. Yeah. But it definitely had been mentioned that it that that the plague had already spread to where his yeah. right. home was. So. Yeah. He was under the presumption that – because he even mentioned to the squire that he was like, I don't know what I'm going to find when I go home, you know? And even though that part is sad, it's it still has like this kind of like little bit Poetry. of happiness, which you don't you, – you wouldn't expect, I, I feel like, in this kind of movie for the, anyone to have survived. And, and they do because he, he tricks death, essentially. Yeah. Which I think is a really good I, – I really enjoy that part. Yeah. I feel like they're together. There's yeah. something there's something comforting about them being together. I agree with you on that too. I mm. do. I do. It's kind of a, it, it's like Antonius builds this uh this last bit of hope, I guess you could say, um for all the survivors there because a lot of them are very aimless. They're not sure what what they want to do, where they want to go. And so they they join him and and it's like just like a brief moment of happiness for all of them to gather together in like yeah. in this kind of like super suffering world, you know. I mean, it's kind of interesting. I do in feel bad for his wife, but I I also think that she would have probably been heartbroken if she'd found that he died anyways, like maybe she was holding on to some hope that he was still alive even though she had no contact with him. I feel really bad for the, the blacksmith and his wife because oh, they were just like, oh, we're tagging along. Like, no, you guys are dead now. Sorry. Take off that hat. Yeah. <laughs> hey, his hat was cool. Mm-hmm. And of course, the entertainer who ran off with his wife kind of has that, that yeah. death scene where it just like- Cuts the oh. tree down. <laughs> no, it's your time, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> that was that was probably one of my favorite scenes. Yeah, that, that was, was one of my favorites too. <laughs> that is darkly like, hilarious. Like, yeah. Hey, what are you doing? <laughs> Cutting down this tree. <laughs> in, case you, in case you didn't know, um, you're destined for this right now. So mm-hmm. doesn't matter how well you pretend. <laughs> yep. Yeah. 
You fake them out. You can't fake me out. I think that he didn't just want one more thing before he died. I think he wanted to get an answer from God, but I think he also wanted to see his wife. Yeah. Mom, yeah. Yeah. And he at I, least wanted to be home. Yeah. And I think you feel like when he gets home, he does get some of that resolved, but you don't know. You don't know if he gets the questions about God resolved. I like to hope that he did. Yeah. I like to hope that the reason why they're dancing at the end is because they're on their way to the afterlife. You know? Yeah. Free from free from pain and whatnot. But they they all readily accept death when he appears at the door. You know, they're all like, Oh, sir. Yeah. Please, please join us. Come in there. And he's the only one who is like begging God all of a sudden, you know, everyone else is basically like of course, death is here. Like I'm, I'm going to accept this, and he's still like, "Please, this is like the last chance. Show me something." And it's, it. I mean, just one of the many really deep and uh, amazing to look at scenes. On top of everything else, yeah. Yeah, I'd say that I do think it's tragic, but at the same time, I think that. It's really true to life, too. And I think that the plague is kind of... There's probably something in there about being able to enjoy existence with others around you while you have the chance to. And to, you know, get through difficulties together. And you know death is inevitable or something Mm -hmm. to that, you know. But just for those who uh, haven't seen the movie... (laughs) <laughs> the the juggler and his hot wife get away with their baby. <laughs> That's right. There's no baby death in this Nar- as far as... <laughs> they narrowly escape. <laughs> I, this, this movie definitely gets points for not killing the baby for me, yes, by the way. Yes, me too. Because that was... When there was so much focus on the juggler, his wife, and the baby, I was like, oh no. I already know. I know where this is. I know where this is going. Oh yeah, seriously. When I first watched it, and that part where they're they're trying to hide in the wagon, they're like, yeah. "Death is above us." Like I was like, they're gonna, they're "Don't you dare!" Away. It's death. I'm going to get away. And then at the end, we see them in the wagon, but they're all lying flat. You know, like, yeah. As far as I know, they're dead. You know, but then they they get up again. They're yeah. not even where they stopped, which is like the death pushed them so far away, or or whatever that they weren't where they began. No, I was definitely really glad that that family survived. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I yeah, think I'm that's- glad Hot Wife survived. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, it's okay. I just think it's funny. Like, imagine, yeah, the entertainer and his wife in a bikini for some reason and his baby. <laughs> Man, that juggler had a 10 for a wife, you know? Oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> Healthy baby boy and a yeah, 10 for a wife. 10 for a wife, yeah. <laughs> Learn Things aren't juggling. so bad. Learn juggling, yeah. Uh-huh. If you can stand on your head, you... Uh, <laughs> Make it. <laughs> I like but how he's like a funny guy. He's kind of seen as like a like an idiot savant or mm. something. Because not only is he kind of right. like silly and stuff, but at the same time, he's kind of in. He has insight and he he's has vision. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. And he saw death. Like as when he says he sees death. Yeah, I see him playing chess. He's yeah. like, let's get out of here. Like, let's get away. And I feel like that's the reaction that most people would have. Yeah. Like not to sit here and talk about it and think about it and walk towards it, but to maybe like run the yeah. other direction. Yeah, you if know? Any, if anyone else saw it, yeah. He's he's got the touch, he's got the sixth sense. You know, he sees Bruce Willis as. Imagine if Bruce Willis was playing chess with uh, <laughs> Max von Sydow. No, that's that's a terrible movie. Mm-hmm. I don't have any secrets. Okay, thanks, Bruce. Uh, what you guys think about the witch part? The two different scenes oh, with right, witch right. woman. Uh, definitely an establishing shot for how messed up the Middle Ages were. Man, uh-huh. that was what I was getting from that scene. Uh, I mean, if that lady was a witch, uh, they sure uh, they sure took the witch out of her. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. It definitely felt like a scapegoat kind of a kind <laughs> well, of a scenario for me. We're pretty was. sure that she's the reason we have, we all have the plague. So if we burn her, we'll be fine. <laughs> it's yeah, like, Jesus. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, you know. 
Why did they think she was a witch? I don't really remember. We they, don't get that. They don't establish that at all. Not really. She's already been condemned to being a witch by the point we meet her. So yeah. all they're doing is like smearing poop poop around her right, or something. Right, yeah, that's like whatever. <laughs> some bottom, like something thrown up by a dog yeah, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're smearing the great The devil poop hates this. <laughs> all around her and then, uh, and then they keep her in a cage. Yeah. Uh, then they burn her. And uh, he I have to he say that my, my uneasiness level was pretty high during those scenes, for sure. Yeah. I was pretty uneasy about that. I remember learning about um, witches and what was done to people thought to be witches when I was younger and being so shocked and horrified by it. I think I must have asked for more information at home or something. I don't know, but I I remember thinking like this could not have happened. And you know, coming to the realization that women were really mistreated. Yeah. <laughs> in the Middle Ages in, you know, women, people of color, people of uh, other, yes. uh, you know, like from other countries. Yeah. Mistreated. Basically anything they could use as a scapegoat. Yeah. And I feel, I feel like, um, I've almost become used to the idea. Mm. So that part didn't really bother me as much as maybe it did you guys. <laughs> well, I, I just, it was the visual of it. I think. Yeah. That really kind of ramps it home yeah. for you. They don't, they and don't pull any punches. Not, there. None. Yeah. No. This movie shows you just, yeah. Like, here you go, guys. This is pretty messed up. Here you go. You yeah. Know? I don't think it's as horrible. Like, they could have really upped the whole, like, how terrible this is kind of thing going on. Because when we first see her, she's mute. She's tied to a pole. And that's that's screwed up, you know. And they, they just kind of, like, deal with it like this is like, well, yeah, this, you know, there's not really anything we could do. And even the squire is like, I thought about killing them and not setting her free, but... She she already you she can was tell gone. by the way she looks that she's already halfway dead anyways or mostly yeah. dead and like the part where you know they because there's two different scenes there's the first scene where we see her and then later we see them dragging her where she's tied up and they're gonna toss her on the pyre to to burn her and uh, Antonio like gives her something like we couldn't figure out what he gives her but he gives her something to like so that she doesn't feel any pain when she's dying. I feel like a lesser film would have had her being like, please save me, please, you know? Right, and right. This, this woman probably, it probably says more about like her state of being where she was like, I can't do anything, I'm going to die. You know, she doesn't say that out loud. I think she's kind of like a little, you know, at that point off of, off of her mind. Right. A lot of people, I think, in that time with the plague and everything had death like right in their face. Right. And I think they felt like it was inevitable at a pretty young age. So I'm kind of wondering if maybe, I don't know what her state of mind was, but I guess I'm thinking that if she hadn't died there, she might have died with the plague a few days later or yeah. something, you know? Yeah. Or starvation or whatever yeah. else could happen, you know? Yeah. Yep. Wait, which one was the squire? It was the guy in the beginning that was riding with the Templar Knight, you know, he's got like the five o'clock shadow. He was always talking about like, you know, oh, blah, 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 because um, I'm a, I'm actually kind of a education, educated person or something. You know, uh, he kept saying he was different things. Like I'm, I'm a gentleman. I could have raped you, but I'm a gentleman. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> he was that when dude. you said, when he was like, I thought about saving her. I could have raped her. Like, I was thinking, like, <laughs> oh, you hero. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, does, he does save the juggler when, he, when he's about to get murdered in that bar. He walks up to the guy. He's like, I told you if I saw you again, I was going to do this. And then off screen, we hear him screaming. So he does do some stuff. Yeah, I, I do think that anybody who says, I could have raped you, isn't that great of a guy. Oh, come on. <laughs> it, it certainly establishes that yeah, the Middle Ages were horrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I watch those Japanese movies for the other podcast I do, and uh, I think I've seen that line a couple of times there, too. Like, I could have raped you, but I didn't. 
because I'm a samurai now. I don't know. And stuff like that. I just. Like, this is a big thing to say. Like, hey, could have been worse, baby. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty horrible. Yeah. <laughs> it's horrible. It's like, I thought about saving that woman and <laughs> raping her, but. <laughs> like, that's how high the standards were, guys. I don't think this is funny at all. I just Boom. think that. Yes. I just think it's pretty ridiculous that that's his attitude. And then oh, yeah. this was guy. Who, this was a guy who was helpful at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Who, yeah. Imagine what the other guys were like yeah. that were going to kill her. I yeah. don't know. That guy was probably, I mean, the guy who saved her, he saved her from probably was going to rape and kill her. You know? Yeah. So this guy was just going to, you know, technically could shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just one of those things. Ugh. And he was married too, right? He said he was going to bring her home and be have her as a housekeeper. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, Not the his, witch, the other woman. He said his wife was dead. Oh, he's, he's did he? He established that afterwards, yeah. Right. Oh. She passed. At first he said. But he needs somebody in the house, I think, is what he was trying mm, to establish. I'm going to cook. Wayne, yeah. you're not showing me any gratitude. She doesn't, but she stags along. I did think, though, that moment, though, where uh, she wanted to reach out to help her assailant, though, mm. kind of shows, like, you know, her character without her even saying much, though. Right. Even though he was... He was uh, suffering to the you know to, in such a level that she still wanted to help him even though he meant no helpful intent for her at all good point yeah i didn't even think about that that he was the assailant in that situation yeah 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 i yeah she's one of the good people and i don't know maybe that was i mean that's just another tragic death following yeah. them to yeah. their end or whatever for all the tragedy in this movie, though, I did find it to be very captivating. Like, and the images, like Sarah said, stick with you. Absolutely. I think it has enough humor that you're not feeling There's super celebrity. depressed the whole time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that it goes from being really heavy and dark to having moments that are just easier. Mm -hmm. You know, it mixes it with some lighthearted stuff too. Mm. Yeah. I think uh, – I know Woody Allen's a big fan of Ingmar Bergman movies. I, I don't know. I haven't seen it in movies that he, like, directly referenced. Oh, I think like that – Like Love and Death. The I can't remember the other ones. Well, I think, I think there's at least one part in everything you wanted to know about sex that references it. Oh, yeah, probably. Oh, that part where Gene Wilder is, like, sleeping with that sheep. <sighs> no. Not that far. Spoilers for that movie. <laughs> Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder. I really finds you that, were that awesome. sheep attractive. <laughs> yeah. It's really funny. We miss you, Gene Wilder. We miss you. So, Aaron, if you had to go yes. through the, the list of characters on this adventure, mm -hmm. what class would you say they were? Okay. Well, oh, that's a good question. All right. All right. So, we got, uh, we'll just we got, the, we got the knight, right? Uh huh. Do you, uh, well, the problem. Okay, what it really comes down to is most of these guys are fighter class. Yeah, I guess. Most yeah. These, these most of these are fighters, right? Uh, I get the feeling that the mute girl was a healer and she never okay. got a chance to do it. That's why she yeah. was trying to reach out to that guy. Oh, maybe because she was mute, she couldn't she couldn't cast the incantation. That's for, right. For yeah. Cure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cure light wounds. Do you think the knight might be a paladin? I would say so. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd say so. He was able to, to uh, ward off evil, mm -hmm. uh, or, or I mean, I guess if you'd presume death is evil, then yeah. mm -hmm. he was able to keep it at bay, at yeah. least for a while, until he rolled that one at the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's when he cast uh, Ultima or whatever, and oh, yeah. brought down the entire party. And yeah. <laughs> yep. And what's death? Party. <laughs> Total party kill, TPK. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think death is in the D and D oh, universe? He's lawful evil. That's he, all I know. Is he the lich? Is he a lich? No, he's not, <laughs> he's not undead. Uh, no, no, no. He's probably a minor deity. Oh a yeah, deity. yeah. Mm. That makes sense. Well, I think minor is is correct because when they asked him, like, I need, I want you to tell me your secrets, <laughs> and he's like, I have no secrets. I just am. Mm. You know, I feel like he's just like. I do my purpose. I don't ask my questions. I don't know anything more than you do. Oh yeah, then he is a lesser deity. You're yeah, just there for the purpose, not for the right the the game of gods. He, or whatever. he has a bag of holding though, because he takes out that saw when he's chopping down the tree out of nowhere. Oh, that's right. Mm -hmm. He's packing. It's not, it's not like he's using his scythe. It's just 
he, uh, <laughs> in that way, he's like the knight. Mm. The knight was doing his job, killing people. Yes. And the crusades. And death is just killing people for his job. Right. Hmm. He is like the plague. Hadn't thought about that yet until now. <laughs> yeah, I think there's just so many layers to like take apart. Like already, just the things we've been talking about have been like, oh yeah, I didn't even think about that. You know, mm-hmm. which which is cool. I mean, that's that's when you know you've got some high quality movie there. You know, and you don't have uh, endangered species. <laughs> right. Maybe endangered species has more layers than I'm giving it credit for. Just think. What if human danger human beings were the hunted predator much? <laughs> oh wow. Anyway. Thank you for watching this movie with me, guys. Oh, thank you. Oh yeah, I enjoyed it. Did you have any other notes or things you wanted to mention? No, not not really. I, I just uh I like talking about it. I'm glad I got to show it with or watch it with some other people because you know, most of the time I, I end up watching this criterions by myself. I did have one more quote from the movie that I liked. Um, uh, it's from the beginning of the movie because okay. all my notes are from the beginning of the movie. I guess we're about to stop reading. <laughs> uh, but when he was talking to death, I really enjoyed the line where the Antonio said, "My flesh is afraid, but I am not." Mm. Mm-hmm. I thought yeah. that was a pretty cool quote. That is a cool quote. So, see if I see anything else. Wizard of Oz came out in 1939, by the way. Oh yeah! Oh, wow. So yeah, color was around. Yeah. It was around for a little while. It's been, and it was around way before that too. So, I think that jungle. It just book wasn't. Was it wasn't like in your home yet. Yeah, right. It, it was later. like a choice, either financially or or whatever. Yeah, know, at the time, as opposed to now, where it's basically just an artistic choice if somebody does it. Let's see. Oh yeah, man. I mean, we didn't really go into this because it's it's like a hard thing to talk about. And but like the whole questioning God and and like the creation of God or or us being created by God, whether God answers or not, why He doesn't, why people suffer and stuff like that. This movie is just like incredibly, you know, it asks the big questions and it, it leaves you thinking about things. Like I think we're all uh, ag- agnostic at the very least, you know, so, some more religious than others. So we, we all have a an idea of what uh, a god would be. Mm-hmm. So it's, but it is, it's, it's interesting to think about nonetheless. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I definitely think that it's supposed to bring up questions about that, but I feel pretty strong in my belief of God. I might not always do the best thing. I might not always make the best choices, but I feel like that isn't really what it's about. I mean, everybody's fallible. That's right. I, I feel like it's more about what you have with you and what you remember and think about and reflect on. I feel the same way, Sarah. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, the one thing the girl says is, it is finished. Oh, yeah, at the end of the movie. Yeah. Yep. Who says that? The The, the, the mute, mute girl. girl. The girl that uh that the squire saves. Oh yeah, yeah. I wouldn't mind giving this uh, another viewing. Yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, I think it'd be like, like you said, in a class situation, this would be great to discuss. I think it'd be cool in a history class. Totally. But I think that depending on what age group you were showing it oh, to, yeah. they might be kind of like. Mm. I show it to my nephews. But I think. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sure. Sure, if you want to. I, mean. I love it when teachers try to incorporate art and stuff into classes and, like, show you things from a different perspective yeah. that's not just the, like, questions at the back of the chapter kind of thing in the yeah. textbook. Yeah. Because I do think history is really interesting, but I'm sorry, I didn't have very many teachers that made me intrigued by history. No. Yeah. I, I think we all suffered from that. Yeah. Because our history teachers were all gym teachers that also had to teach one class or something like that. We didn't have a history teacher in our high school. No. And like in, co- in college, that's when I got the real stuff and it was overwhelming. So I also didn't didn't grab onto that because it's like, wait a minute, there's so much more stuff and like everything else had been just brushed over. Yeah. 
And now I'm like totally into it, you know, like uh, listen to history podcasts so I can like learn stuff and, and it's presented in an interesting way. <laughs> You're going to get into some of those uh, historical war gaming games, Joel? No. We could, we could recreate no, the battle no, no. of uh, such and such with miniatures. I like to have fun. What are you talking about? We can make it as accurate as possible, Joel. <laughs> no. So, uh, one quote that Fine. I did find here. <laughs> one quote <laughs> is uh, they see a religious procession coming through. It actually interrupts the entertainers. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And uh, the squire, John, says... Is this what we have? Is this what we offer to modern men's minds? Do they really believe we'll take all this seriously, <laughs> like modern men? It is that is probably the best line in the movie when the squire talks about them him being a modern man. <laughs> yes, I'm yeah. a bit of a scholar. I'm a bit of a scholar. <laughs> I'm a modern man. Yeah, I didn't rape that <laughs> I gotta girl. Use that. I'm I gotta a modern use- man. <laughs> He's ahead. He is ahead of the. He's ahead of the curve, man. <laughs> Head of that medieval time curve. He was the David Bowie of his time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who's that other guy? No, if anybody was the Bowie, it was the. It, I think the. What do you call it? The what do you call it? The night. Oh yes, yes, definitely the night. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Oh, and this is silly, but the way Death looked kind of reminded me of, like, how they made some of the bad guys look in Star Wars. Oh, totally. Oh, no. I think they like, must have taken from that. Kind of yeah. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't uh, accidental. Side. Like, he took his influences from all kinds of places. I just, uh, I watched, <laughs> it's totally off, off topic. I was watching the one of the phantasm movies and there's this part where they're in the desert and it was like, Oh, Jawas are going to show up. And in, in phantasm, some of the characters are like little people in robes. So it was like, Oh my God, I was right. <laughs> <laughs> there they are. I'm going to read some outro stuff. You guys get ready, get ready, get ready with a lesson you learned from the seventh seal. I know I am, by the way, I need to apologize to Aaron. Oh, I think he absolutely believed that there were actual seals in this movie, and uh, yeah. there was a, a lack of marine animals. Mm. Uh, yeah, I wanted a story, an exciting story about the seventh of a series yeah. of seals. Oh, yeah. And uh, I was not given that. The seventh seal of a seventh seal yeah. you know, is the chosen seal. The chosen seal. Uh-huh. They should make an animated movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Where the... Uh, <laughs> Where a seal has to play uh, bouncing a beach ball back and forth with Death Seal. I'll send this transcript immediately to Don Bluth. Yes. And we'll get right on it, Joel. Oh, thank you. Or what if Seal, the uh, the singer slash entertainer, had to play Be Still My Heart? <laughs> Should we help listeners that are listening to this so that they don't have to watch the movie for film class? I believe that we served that purpose. Okay. The, the answers on the quiz are A, C, A, C, C, A. It's I mean, always those two. I mean, our, our most popular episode is Stalker, and one of our like top five episodes is Unshin and Alu. And I don't think it's because it's attached with the Running Man. <laughs> I beg to differ. Oh, you think the Running Man? Oh, yeah. Running Man. Come on, man. Running Man. We'll see. All right, that episode's packed with two movies, guys. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's a packed episode. It's a, it's a whole bunch of deliciousness. Anyway, hey. You got a suggestion or comment? Write in at please don't podcast at gmail.com or message us on Facebook. Hey. I don't care. I was awake, Joel. I don't um, care. <laughs> could you please subscribe to us on whatever uh, podcasting <laughs> podcatcher that you use? And if you subscribe to us on one that allows you to uh, share or to give us a rating, please do that. We'd really appreciate it. It helps increase our visibility. And if you uh, let us know that you send us a review, we will read it on the air. Hey. I just wanted to say hey back at you. Check out our podcast <laughs> network, the Ear Trumpet Audio Network. Uh, they just launched a Patreon for us, so if you have any extra shekels you want to toss our way, that's uh, patreon.com slash ear trumpet. And uh, there's reward tiers for that. Uh, there may be special episodes in later uh, that will be for exclusively for Patreon members. I don't know what the details are right now, but that's patreon.com slash ear trumpet. 
And the website for our podcast network is eartrumpetaudio.com. Hey. Where's your lesson? <laughs> oh, I'm ready, Charlie. Hey. I'm hey ready. is for horses. What's a song that has hay in it? All of them. Been trying to meet you. Hey, been trying to meet you. I don't know that song. It's really good. <laughs> I said, hey. There have been a couple times when he's when he's done the hey part, and that's immediately the song. Gets yeah. <laughs> hey. Um, my lesson this week. Okay. Uh, if you're gonna go, if you're good, if you're a knight, all right, put yourself in those shoes, okay? Knight shoes. All right. Are you in them? British okay. knights. All right. BK. You know, maybe a Swedish knight. Look, I'm not... Swedish knights? I never got those shoes. Okay. All right. You're in those shoes, okay? Okay. You're going to go to confession, right? Okay. And uh, when you're confessing, and, um, you know, when... when, (laughs) Joel already knows what's going on. No, no, I like it. (laughs) When you're in confession, right? And uh, you're talking to the priest, and uh, you guys are, you know, he's asking how, you know, what's going on, and, and you're like, hey, guess what? I'm playing a game of chess with death. Uh, my lesson is, is don't tell him your moves. Because guess what? That priest just might be dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Very That was a real puckish move there, <laughs> hiding in the little box. <laughs> but that, you guys... That was probably one of my favorite scenes. You do realize that he used that to his advantage? Yes. Ooh. He did. Yes. He, did. he tricked death. After death, drink well, make sh- make sure it's not death in there, or if you want it I mean, to be him, that is him. Yeah. yeah, that's my lesson. Though. You're like, uh, you know, bless me, Father, for I have sinned. Show me your face, so I know you're not <laughs> dead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now we can continue. <laughs> my lesson from the movie was: if you see a bracelet, you should just steal it. And give it to your wife. (laughs) (laughs) It'll make her really happy. Hey, if I had a flaming torch in my face, I would steal your bracelet, too. Just saying. Just saying. That was a split-second decision. I'd steal your fidget spinner, or I'd steal something. Yeah. Yeah. Sleight of hand helps a lot. And that guy stole it off a dead body, so, you know. That that jester was definitely part bard. He was like a bard rogue. Yeah, uh, that's what um, I was thinking. Uh, combo. Yeah, I was thinking he'd had some bard traits, but yeah. he also had the... He multi. Yeah. He multi-classed. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's that part where he says he's going to sing a song, and he he breaks out the, 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 the lute or whatever, and I was like... I don't remember a song being here, but I'm not really in the mood. And then he doesn't end up singing. He's just playing the, the lute. So that was good. So we get like a soliloquy from, uh, from, uh, what's his name? Estonia. <laughs> what's his, what's the knight? Antonius. And, I think. Antonius. Yes. I don't know why that's Antonius Block. 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 I'm seeing Rook. jumbled letters like. That spell like staunch something. I might be staunch, staunch beverage. I might be jumbling the letters of his name in my head. Hard, hardfoot, <laughs> McGuire. Thanks, Joel. Like seriously, this was yeah. a, this was an entertaining. Thanks for picking this one. Uh, poignant, thought provoking. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And my lesson is that if you travel for miles and miles playing a game of chess with death and then you find out that your wife is still alive maybe you need to challenge him to a different game afterwards because hey your wife you weren't expecting that were you maybe you could spend some tender moments before you're all dead <laughs> also strawberries are really good they ate some strawberries oh yeah they did eat some strawberries mm-hmm. and milk oh mm-hmm. they enjoyed oh, those milk. strawberries fresh Eggers, yeah like they got this moment of peace and he knows you know what that reminded me of? Mm. That, you know, um, there's like a saying, I think, in, I want to say China, that there's a man who's about to die, who's like, there's a tiger after him, mm-hmm. and he goes out onto a branch, and he knows he's going to die, because the only way he's going to fall down or the tiger's going to get him. All right. But he looks and he sees the juiciest strawberry oh. and he eats it and he enjoys it. And I was like, oh yeah, mm. 
You're like, enjoy the moment. That's right. When you're in the face of death, you've got to still enjoy that last moment. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's like when you got five stars in Grand Theft Auto, you might as well steal the nicest car you see. <laughs> Because you're going to die. bringing anyways. it back home. What? <laughs> Sorry. Back down to our that's right, level. That's right. Joel, Joel's a modern man. He's just letting it, you know, he's just. So modern. Let's eat some strawberries. We'll see All you right. next week, folks. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Thank you. EartrumpetAudio.com Ideas and entertainment. Loud and clear. Hehehe. <laughs>